topic i just really feel like yo 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 everybody welcome back to another episode of what up wayne and i have a very special guest with me today i got my boy devon with me what's up man how you doing how's everything with you i'm brother? doing well i'm doing well you doing well stuff? doing yeah, well yeah. all right that's what we like to hear man so as i like to say you know to all my guests thank you so much for like kind of just being sucked into this like cesspool of i don't know confusion that i have going on <laughs> call the know. podcast right now i really do appreciate it man it's all good. especially for you man being like a, again a professional dancer and just being so busy and everything like that just taking the time to come from you know uptown all the way to brooklyn it's i really appreciate that man i do no problem anytime appreciate that so um let's just get into it man tell the people about yourself a little bit what's up so uh my name is devon Doan. Uh, i grew up in salisbury maryland uh i started dancing around the age of like uh, seven or eight mm -hmm. i actually started dancing at my church mm. uh, my mom uh, wanted to be a dancer okay. uh, she never actually had the opportunity to do so but um, she found the time to um, to offer her gifts to the church uh, she also was really into uh, she was also really interested in drama at the time so she ended up going to school for dance and drama and she ended up using a lot of that in the stuff that we did at church um, so I started training at uh, eight years old at a local mm. studio my grade started to slip in a little bit. <laughs> uh, so we uh, she took me out of that but then eventually I, I ended up going back to another school and um, from there, it's, it's just been, it's been a wonderful journey. It's dope, it's dope, it's dope. So, you know, it, it's so interesting that you even mentioned that, like, you know, you had a, a family member and like a family member in the yard, because I think for so many people, it's like they kind of find it on their own, mm -hmm. you know, and like they kind of just have to go through this whole journey of self-identity and everything like that and what they're trying to do. But, you know, to have somebody who's somewhat experienced and who has this, this mindset of creativity already, that's like a beautiful thing to kind of, you know, yeah, it was amazing. Be a part, right? And, you know, she supported me. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, you know, let's just start a little simple right now, right? So, like, why dance? Aside from mom and stuff like that, what called you to dance? Honestly, I I don't remember why <laughs> okay. why I started it's like dancing. It's just like you know, sometimes it just consumes you. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, and you, mm -hmm. when the music comes on, you can't really think about doing anything else. I like, and it's funny you should should ask that because I posted something on my Instagram uh, earlier today, like that like when i'm dancing i feel the closest that i, I could possibly be to god oh you know? wow you know like wow. it's a, it is very spiritual to me mm -hmm. to to be able to use my body to to express ideas and communicate my feelings to other people you know mm -hmm. like it, it's a it's definitely another form of of language another form of speaking absolutely you know it, it think about you know how we would have communicated with one another before uh, with one another before we actually had you know, speech patterns before mm -hmm. we actually had uh, an, act, an actual language, before things were written down. Like yes. we would have had to use our bodies to communicate with one another. So That's I think true. it's 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 um, it's innate. It, yeah. You know, something that was consuming for me and, and I kind of had to do it yeah that's 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 real man it's real it's not like you know i saw this on tv and you know janet did something you know well, like the regular first, <laughs> yeah i didn't see my first ballet or anything like that until i was what maybe 15 or 16. Wow. um you know the, the first time i saw something live was mm -hmm. was was then um, I remember seeing Desmond Richardson in Othello on okay. a PBS special. Mm -hmm. uh, he was dancing with San Francisco Ballet, and okay. that was the first time that I really saw like a black man, you know, dancing, and he was beautiful, mm -hmm. and he was powerful, 
and you know it spoke so much to me because before that I hadn't really seen a lot of men a lot of black men mm -hmm. in, in general mm -hmm. like doing ballet or dancing period yes. you know something that was kind of stigmatized and you know growing up yeah. and never really made sense to me because it made me happy right. you know i wasn't hurting anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just didn't make sense yeah you know? yeah like, yeah why, why I, are so many people against it, listen man so because, you know yeah so i'm just curious to know um you know did you see your first ballet your first live ballet prior to beginning your training in ballet or was that after it was after it was after it was years after yeah so what was that feeling if you can 16. If you can like walk me back through that feeling of like actually like going to see your first live ballet. I was so excited. I was going to see, um, I think it was Lake, it was either Lake Crusader, I, I believe it might've been Lake Crusader mm -hmm. uh, at American Ballet Theater. Wow. So it was ABT I, too. Yeah, yeah, it was ABT. And I was, <laughs> Todd, I was during my first summer intensive, <laughs> yeah. you know, the first time I had gone away to train, mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, training at the school in New Jersey and uh, the, my ballet teacher there, she had, you know, uh, been a dancer with ballet theater and she danced with World Danish Ballet, but, um, yeah, it was my first time seeing anything live and, like, just the, the sets and mm -hmm. the music right, and, right. you know, seeing all the dancers and the story, like, I, you know, it was, it was really beautiful to see people doing so many, like, these things that I had never seen before, right. something that I never really been able to connect to visually you know mm -hmm. like sometimes when you're in the studio you're just learning steps or you're just yes. learning how to move your body but like having something to actually connect it to makes it so much more real that's what's up wow that's that's really powerful and honestly because like i don't think many people really understand like the the difficulty or like how hard individuals have to work in order to get to that point of like performance you know what i mean yeah and like you know it's just it's so much more than just in class things or like taking a class and doing this it's like it's a whole other aspect in the whole yeah, other it really is a lifestyle you and know i don't think people under <laughs> understand that like everything from what you eat yes you know how you how much sleep you're getting mm -hmm. how much you know if you're exercising if you cross train if you like all of those things play into how your body response because yes. it's you know like your your it's based off of everything that you're putting in your mind it, it like it relates to your body, your body directly yeah so you know i rem remember like going on to the internet and like you know this is before youtube was like a big thing uh -huh. and i would you know just look up pictures of uh, ballet dancers uh -huh. and, like and then i stumbled on pictures of dance theater of harlem dancers and at uh -huh. that time uh, this was like this was before the company had gone on hiatus. So mm -hmm. like I used to see pictures of them in, you know, ballets by Desmond Richards, uh, by uh, Dwight Roden, oh. and and uh, you know Bugaku by like Balanchine, and like oh. it was just amazing to see like more black people doing ballet. Something that I had been told that you know I couldn't do. Yes. You know, or yeah. you know people would try to convince me to oh maybe you should do modern mm. or you should do this, but like. No, I want to do that. I want to be yeah. the prince. Yes. Why can't I be the prince? <laughs> Bro, you know? I want to be the prince. Like, for <laughs> real. <laughs> so, just speaking with you and just getting a little bit of insight on, like, your, your history so far that led you up into um, dance, you know, you, you speak, you know, with such confidence as far as, like, you know, where you come from and, like, just, you, you speak so passionate about dance. With passion, I feel like, comes resilience. And I'm just curious to know, like, where does this resilience that you possess come from to keep moving forward because I'm sure you've hit roadblocks within your career this far but like what keeps you moving I mean the fact that I love doing it right. so much mm -hmm. and the fact that I know that it means so much right. 
to not only me but to other people to see us mm-hmm. you know accomplishing our goals yes you know yes. just to like say that you want to do something and to work towards accomplishing it that that it's important for us to have sure. opportunities to do those things even if we're we're not you know incredibly successful at it even if we're mm-hmm. not the best at it but to to strive towards meeting a goal is, is incredibly important um you know like there there have definitely been a lot of setbacks but i knew that i was capable of doing this mm-hmm. otherwise i wouldn't have been given the gift for it you right. know i wouldn't have been like even dancing at my church like it was something that was I, I don't know i can't like, can't really explain it sometimes <laughs> yeah. but like you know you just have to you do gotta it. do yeah right so um you touch base on setbacks do you mind like maybe speaking briefly on like a setback that happened and like how you was able to kind of push forth through that uh when i was 16 i got accepted into the jacqueline kennedy old nasa school mm-hmm. at uh american ballet theater okay. uh it, i believe it may have been either the first or second year that the they, they were starting this training program cool and um i was accepted with a full scholarship Nice. Um, but unfortunately, they you know they didn't have dormitories at the time, um, and it was like a, it, it was already a huge you know my training in New Jersey was already uh, you know a huge financial burden mm-hmm. on my mom, so it ended up uh, being that I wasn't able to go um, mm-hmm. at that time, and it was like it was really um, it was really hard for me to accept that because. I knew that I was talented enough. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was like this close. Right, he's like, I got like, this. I like, like just, this get close, just get me there. Just get in the building, you know. It's like, and I'll like, take you to rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and like you know, when when you work hard, when you believe in yourself, and when you have people that support you, mm-hmm. you know, like it makes you feel like I'm 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 right there. I'm I'm just this close to yeah. stepping into yes, the door yes, and yes. Like getting where you know I want to be. But like that that was you know it was hard for me to understand why. It wouldn't work, and wow. why things happened the way that they did. But you know, I ended up uh, researching a couple of years later. I ended up going back home for for a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know, getting a regular job, okay. and like you know, working at Wendy's nah, for yeah, a yeah. couple of years, <laughs> and like you know, just hustling. For real, call it what it is, yeah, hustling. Doing, you, know, just, you know, working and, ma- and right. making it work. So like you know, when I was nineteen, I actually. Uh, realized that um it was time for me to to to, like to just keep working at it you Mm -hmm. know i had moved back home for about a year or so and then Mm -hmm. i ended up moving back to new jersey Mm -hmm. to to dance with the company that i was dancing in and i was just ready for something else and i know uh i had went online again and uh, saw that dance theater problem was looking for uh mail for immediate hires and Mm -hmm. at the time i was just ready for for something new so i sent them you know what information i had and some pictures and some videos or something like that. And I ended up uh, going there January of 2008 and auditioning for uh, the ensemble or the Dancing Through Barriers Ensemble at that time because the company had been uh, on hiatus for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up meeting Arthur Mitchell, Robert Garland, uh, Keith Saunders, the ballet master at the time. And I auditioned for three days. Um, Like I took class with with the dancers there and then learned some of the repertoire and the third day that I was there they offered me a contract and I was like this is See, it this is it right this is it I'm on my way there yo you know? that's what's so, up yo that's it was, it was really exciting and um you know it was a life-changing experience that's for dope. me um because 
I was 19 and I thought that I was, I didn't think that it was going to happen. It's gonna happen, right? I didn't think I was ever gonna be able to get out of, you know, that place that I was wow. in. Wow. So I'm just curious, I want to, so before we go forward actually, yeah. because you've mentioned Dance Theater of Harlem a few times and I always need to remind myself that not everyone knows what the Dance Theater of Harlem is, right? Yeah, Do you mind I just guess. giving us a, a little quick? <laughs> sure. Uh, the Dance Theater of Harlem is a neoclassical uh, or classical ballet company that was founded by Arthur Mitchell in 19 uh, by Arthur Mitchell and Carl Shook actually mm -hmm. in 1969. Um, Arthur Mitchell was uh, one of the first Black uh, professional dancers uh, or principal dancers in a major uh, ballet company in the yep. United States. Um, he was uh, in New York City Ballet under, under the direction of George Balanchine. And uh, George Balanchine created a number of ballets for him during that time that were incredibly controversial because he would be on stage dancing with, uh, with white women. Yeah. And it caused quite a bit of a stir right. and um, it was quite political at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, on the eve of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Mitchell was on his way to Brazil, I believe, to um, to start a company there mm -hmm. and he heard about the assassination of Dr. King and he decided that he should go back to where he was from and wow. give uh, you know the people of his community and, and yes. other people who you know had been told that they couldn't do something because of their skin color or because of the way that their body looked or because mm -hmm. of you know a neighborhood that they had grown up in he decided to give these those people people like me an mm -hmm. opportunity right. to, to study classical ballet right. that split decision you know like <laughs> made a whole world of it like a change yeah so and i'm so thankful for you know having been at dance theater harlow uh, of harlem this this last you know 10 years is coming yeah. up you know right, right. for me in Ooh. april so <laughs> yeah it, it's just been a blessing to be able to you know be a part of the legacy and bringing the company back uh the company went on hiatus in, yeah. in 2004 and returned in 2012 so um the company's back and and we've been touring all over the world we've, we've done you know some a, a lot of original work and mm -hmm. we've you know revived some of the company's older work but it's it's been really amazing to uh, be a part of the rebirth of, of this organization that's beautiful man you know just walking me through how you really felt when that contract was offered to you like what was going through your mind did you did you, have, did you like have a feeling like okay i think they're gonna do it or was it like did it really just come as a surprise like how did that happen i mean it definitely came as a surprise okay uh because at that time i didn't really think i was good enough to mm. get a job anywhere like mm. i you know when i gotten into the jko school at uh at 16 you know i had only been training for a couple of years you know i wasn't I, I could do stuff, I was flexible, <laughs> right. but I hadn't really had a lot of focused training, mm. you know? So a lot of the things that I was able to do were just based off of instinct and, mm. you know, watching other people in the room and trying to figure out how they how would they do, do it, wow. you know, and nagging my teachers and <laughs> asking them, you know, tons and tons of questions. Um, so, you know, after I wasn't able to go to JKO, it actually kind of like, I feel like it definitely set me back. Uh, it, you know, it definitely, uh, my confidence was, mm. was shook, you know, yeah. like, you know, all of those things matter, you know, yes. like whatever happens in your mind is going to affect Ooh, your, your physical oh, yeah. body, you know, so <laughs> if, if your mind feels attacked or if you don't feel secure in yourself or mm -hmm. if you feel like, you know, something happened to you or if you feel like you should have, you should have gotten that opportunity, mm -hmm. but then like, and if it, 
eats you up if it starts to eat you up inside then it'll start to affect your body absolutely um so you know, at that time when I got the contract with Dance Theater of Harlem, I had just gone on a whim. Oh, you know, wow. like I didn't know if it was going to work. Just like out. YOLO, it's I'm just like, gonna do it. Like, I'm just, just going to throw my hands up. I'm just going to have some faith, and hopefully it works out. But wow. you know, that's yeah. It, it really meant something to me that they that they wanted me. You right. know, that they decided that I was good enough at that point in time. Wow. You know, yes, I still had a lot of work to do, but mm -hmm. I was good enough at that moment to be accepted that's and. Tough. It's been 10 years. Right, I was like, 10 years later, right? Look at that, later, yo. Yeah. That's, 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 oh, man, that's beautiful, man. If dance was to, like, not work out, just hypothetically, because it's actually working out beautifully for you right now. So it's, it's like, well if right now, yeah. dance was not to work out, like, what did you ever think about an alternative, like, career path? Uh, yes, I, I, I do sing okay. uh, as well. Okay. Um, I've done, like, musical theater. I've acted uh, in the past as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but now that you think of, like, now that you like, you really like ask me <laughs> to think about it. I uh, did like a debate class in in middle school. Like, we, we had like this government class where we were, you know, tasked with debating one another on yeah. on issues. And I think that if I wasn't as focused as I had been on being an artist, mm -hmm. maybe I would have tried to do. Uh, you know, politics like, or, 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 or like law, law or something, something like that. Something He's like, I like, like to that. argue, so I like to argue <laughs> so, and be so, right. So, so that would have been my second career path. Like, or so. like, you know, to be a public servant, <laughs> okay. which you know, politicians are supposed to be, right? You Quote know, unquote. We're, we're supposed to look at the president right now. We'll be we'll be acting <laughs> on like, the behalf of right. the majority of people around us. You Absolutely. know, and at times, like I don't exactly feel like that. Oh, that's really absolutely happening not. In, in our world right now. So maybe mm -hmm. I would have done that. Right. But then also I probably would have been like, get my hustle. <laughs> get my on, on the so it's like this would have definitely still been a part of this, it, even if it would have not so. worked. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's real. That's real. All right. So moving forward a little bit, you know, back in 2014, you were on dance magazines, top 25 to watch. Right. Yeah. And as well as like recently you and um, Kristen, Mariah Fentroy mm -hmm. were featured in Point Magazine's stand-up performances of 2017. So, like, these are, like, pretty big deals, you know? If, if, if for me, at least, because, like, again, like, a lot of people don't know I mean, back in the day. <laughs> I, I mean, I went to a performance arts high school, and, like, we always, like, crowded around, like, the newest dance magazine that came out, you know, and all these type of stuff. So, Top 25 to Watch, it was, like, a thing. Like, yo, who's, who's, who's about to be the it factor, mm -hmm. you know? So, for you to be recognized on that how how did that feel like it made me feel i mean it made me feel so good yeah he's like i have arrived I <laughs> it's like it. no because like, <laughs> i used to be one of those kids that would flip through dance magazine right right time, right you, you know? know like I, learned, I mean i learned so much just looking at pictures of other exactly dancers, exactly know? yeah like just being in the studio just like watching people like you know with my photographic <laughs> So like it, it made me feel so good that I had been able to accomplish something that some that someone told me that I wouldn't be able to accomplish. Wow, that's the best feeling though. Oh come on, yeah. What? It's it, like it, for somebody saying you ain't gonna do it, and then all of a sudden you like, <laughs> look at that. Like you can't do it without me. But, right. And then wow, I, you know, like it, it sucks. It like it's terrible that people can't just be supportive of and encouraged. It's never that and way. Loving, you know. Oh you, come on. It really, it, it's really in a perfect terrible. world. <laughs> in a perfect world, we all get along. But you know, it, it made me realize that everything that I wanted for myself was absolutely possible. Dope, 
that's and that's now, three years later you know like four years later now you, you want know, point magazine <laughs> magazine and once again it's it's like something that i you know i don't really think about the future as much as i do think about you know what i want to do you know mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. i really try to focus myself on how i'm going to get there like okay. I, you know i go to the gym a couple of times a day now okay and, you know just to just to work on the things that I know that I need to work on. Mm. Like I get, you know, I go take extra classes sometimes or I'll, you know, go and, you know, study something, you Mm. know, I've been reading a lot of physics books lately. So, I mean, not that I really understand (laughs) everything. About to build a rocket ship out here. Yes, (laughs) build a rocket ship on these galaxies. But, you know, like all of those things, like over time, like I feel like all of the information that you expose yourself to yes. accumulates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you're exposing yourself to the right things then it'll eventually become knowledge and hopefully it'll become useful yeah that's true so i'm, I'm just curious to know like you know I, I'm sure there has to be a story behind when you were like contacted. Like, how did that even work out for Dance Magazine? Like, did they just like call you, send you an email? Like, you know, how did how how was that process? Uh, I think for for the Dance Magazine thing, I actually got a um, I got an email from someone, mm-hmm. and they said that they would be getting in touch with me okay. to talk about or to interview me for uh, the top twenty five to watch them. And you were just like, holy like, hell! What do you mean? Like, like me? me? Like, like you got the right email address? <laughs> yeah, you know the person I was talking to was like, no one, nobody told you. What? It's like no, no, nobody no, told nobody me. Told what you me? mean? What? Yeah, and then recently wow. for um, for Point Magazine, I think it was the same thing. It was an mm. email this time. You know, mm. so, uh, it was actually the editor of Point Magazine wow. this time who reached out and said that um, you know Kirsten and I had been chosen as one of the standout uh standouts for you know this season's performances and you know and it's also it's really amazing because the ballet that we were chosen for was something that was created on both of us so it's an original work out of you know all of the things that people get to see like once again it's like i've accomplished you know (laughs) one of those things that like you know that not a lot of people get noticed for like being a part of, of an original work and then being noticed for your work in that you know in that thing so you know like we're building a lot at dance theater of harlem right now and Mm -hmm. i think it's important for for there to be new classical standard works for you know (laughs) for dances of color and just just in general because you know we can do nutcracker Mm -hmm. you know for Mm -hmm. the next 50 years (laughs) and all this stuff but at some point we're gonna have to to switch it up to really innovate and Mm -hmm. really create something new there's so much classical music out there and yeah. there's so many you know classical composers out there even contemporary composers out there who have so much to offer to this art form yes. and i think we limit ourselves by only keeping it classic <laughs> keeping it classic, it classic you know you like know, keeping we it can back. create new classics yeah. you know like yes. if we start now we can create classics that absolutely for the next 20, absolutely 30 years you know you know that it's so interesting because i don't think that has ever crossed my mind because i again for me like being like a fan of ballet and i'm always like oh like don quixote all these stuff like this is so great but like this there is a new era of creativity and a new era of like yeah, music and everything it, that those ballets you know, are really old <laughs> yeah like, for real, really, really old. <laughs> is that's that's for real you know so like <laughs> it's it's interesting and I, and I never thought about it and now it's like i'm just curious to know like how you know something can come about now in, in this like new classical era now like mm-hmm. with this, these new composers and these new choreographers everything you know yeah balanchine definitely did a lot of 
you know, work towards mm -hmm. kind of changing, mm -hmm. you know, the landscape yes. for what can be created in the ballet world. Yeah. You know, yeah. there still are a lot of uh, restrictions, you know, there still are a lot of like setbacks for <laughs> particular choreographers and particular artists, you know, yeah. they're, I don't really see a lot of representation of, of black dancers or black choreographers in the ballet mm -hmm. world still. Mm -mm. You know, yes, there are some, uh, you know, Dwight Roden and, and even, you know, uh, Darrell Moultrie is doing a lot of work in yeah. ballet companies now. Robert Garland is yes. doing a lot of work. Um, but there's still so much to be seen. Yeah. And I'm really excited to be a part it's of true. it. You know? and, and just real quick, I just want to give a shout out because hopefully he does listen to this. Shout out to Robert Garland, man. I love that man to death, yo. Like... He whipped me into shape so much at Dance Theater Harlem. Like, I thought yeah, he hated me, but it's it like, there. it was just still like there. that tough love, and it's just real, man. So, shout out to Mr. Garland, definitely. <laughs> so, working as a professional dancer, you do have the opportunity to tour, to like perform, of course, and to like live a life of an artist, which, you know, not everyone gets the opportunity to do, right? And as far as, you know, touring, where is like one country you've absolutely enjoyed visiting and you've just enjoyed experiencing being? I would definitely have to say that Honduras oh, really? was um, one of the best places I have visited mm -hmm. while on tour with Dance Theater of Harlem. Uh, we, you know, we, we happen to do a lot of uh, State Department sponsored uh, trips. Okay. So, you know, we go as like cultural ambassadors and we do a lot of educational outreach where we you know, we do a lot of master classes and lecture demonstrations for people in the community. Okay. And it was really eye-opening to see how other people live and mm. how the arts impact them. Because, you know, I feel like, you know, if things continue the way that they're going right now, we can be one of those places where the arts aren't something that people have access to. No. You know, yeah. and it really does change the way that people perceive their world, you know? Yeah. Like it, it has it changes people's confidence. It it makes people see themselves differently. And you know, we were we do we did a couple of performances there that were free to the public okay. and there were just people lined out you know, lined outside the theater wow. for hours, like wow. lines that wrapped wrapped around buildings Damn. for hours waiting to see us perform and it was just amazing that people were coming to see us that's crazy you know what i mean like yes. and, and we were able to share something with them that they would take home for the rest of their lives that's real so that, 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 that is really a beautiful yeah. that's a dope yeah that, that that would definitely be a reason why i was enjoying indoors, <laughs> you know so um could you um take me through like a memorable experience you've had performing either in america or overseas Aside from the Honduras one, yeah, and like what, why has it been so memorable? Uh, and it I, could be good or bad. It don't gotta be, don't gotta be all peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, there's there's one performance uh, a couple of seasons back where we were doing this ballet called Tchaikovsky Potida. Okay, and um, number one, it's really hard. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, like, and it has, like, these this series of consecutive double tours at the end. Oh. And for me, double tours aren't my best step. Okay. Okay, so, okay. like, I work on it all the time, <laughs> and, like, you know, there was this one performance where it just didn't go right. Oh. It just didn't go Ooh. right at all. <laughs> it didn't go right. You know, it's, it's like, like, that's what people's imagination is like. It didn't, it it didn't, didn't go, right. go right. You know, and... Like I beat myself up about mm. it for for the longest time, just because 
you know, I wanted to do it. I yeah. wanted to accomplish that step and it didn't happen the way that I had planned it to. But, you know, it after I kept, you know, after I beat myself up about it, I went home and I thought about it. You know, eventually I worked up enough nerve to actually watch the video tape, Ooh. and it didn't look as bad as as you anticipated, yeah, as, as you I thought, thought it to be. As I thought it did. You know, so like once again, I learned a lesson there that sometimes things aren't as bad as we can mm -hmm. make them out to be. You know, yeah, like that's, your that's mind is true. a powerful thing. Ooh, who you, you know? telling? Ah, yep. Like I beat myself <laughs> up so much about that teeny tiny little tour, and it wasn't as bad as it, I thought you're it right. was. And chance of maybe like people didn't even realize or notice, it's like, oh, like, oh no, you know, okay, maybe. Do. I, don't, <laughs> maybe I, was, I don't know, nobody, like, nobody's talking to me about like, it, but you know, that was, it's that like, was no, a couple people years ago. Like, that's in the past now, <laughs> I'm, you know. Like, like I've accepted it, committed to accepting it, so we moving forward. That's, yes, <laughs> but you know, like, you still have an opportunity to, to grow from yeah. failure. Yes, you know? and, absolutely. And sometimes if you don't ever fail, if you're always good at everything, have you ever really learned? Nothing. Have you ever really grown? And when you do fail, it's going to be a hard lesson. It's going to be a hard Ooh. fall, you know? So mm. I'm thankful that yeah. I have failed at some times. Yes. You know, that, at some things sometimes because, you know, I've learned how to not make that mistake again. Absolutely. You know? So, so. so as far as, like, you know, auditions and, like, performances... Do you have any type of like ritual or something special that you do in order to get like your mind, body just like ready for whatever it is that you're going to take I on? I like to uh, wear as many layers of clothing as I possibly can. Okay. And okay. like slowly, but like, you know, I go through my warm up, I go to mm -hmm. the gym in the morning, okay. you know, I do my, my physical therapy exercises to like, to stay strong. And um, I've actually been, uh, doing some of my warm-ups with uh, a couple of quartz crystals mm. in my mm. hands now. Okay. I mean, it's just it's just something that kind of happened one day. I, you know, I had one in my pocket, and I took it out, and <laughs> I held it in my hand while I was doing class, and, you know, it kind of forced me to focus about mm. my body a little bit differently that day. So sometimes I, I'll bring them out, and I'll, I'll do some of bar exercises with them in my hand, but, like, you know things like that are can are tools yeah. you know to access like different parts of your your mind okay you know? so it's um but yeah yeah like i do that sometimes okay. and you know prior to getting on stage like i'll you know slowly before i get you know the closer i get to having to go on stage you know every you know it's like taking off you know layers layers yeah layers of of things that you don't need anymore so mm. you can like you know it's like being um in a cocoon right. a little bit. You right. Know? So like, it's like when you take it off. Yeah, I like yeah, that analogy. Like yeah. To reveal yourself yes. to the world a little yes. bit. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So do you like have any like do you like do a playlist or anything like that? So for example, like I know somebody who um prior to performances they like to play like crime mob knock a few bucks like <laughs> I, I, I swear to god you know and I, I was like what and i'm like you come out so graceful and elegant you just play you knock if you buck on, like, <laughs> on the side so like is there something like that that you do as well like no actually i don't really have any like playlists or mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. um yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm not that person yeah, I, don't, you know, I don't have a playlist like i'm not that guy <laughs> i'm not that you know, i'm not that guy like sometimes it just it depends yeah. on the day it depends on the what what i have to perform that day i see i sometimes see sometimes i can you know i can play i can play a little missy Elliott if yeah, i need yeah. to like if i need to get really riled okay up or something okay like that. but it, it's you know it, it depends it, it, on, it varies it varies yeah okay all right that's cool that's cool thank you for sharing no even though you ain't playing no knuckle if you buckle it's, it's all good it's fine it's fine <laughs> so you know 
you know, for me, um, just to, to like a little bit about myself as well as like, you know, the arts and dance, like I never knew how one difficult it was <laughs> number one and i i just i never i never knew how much it can be like enjoyable it can be like a form of like an outlet for like you know like mental health for example yeah, like therapy, just like yeah, as, as far as like therapy you know what i'm saying so like it's always interesting for me like whenever i have a dancer it's just to ask them like how has like dance been able to like benefit you like mentally or like spiritually in a sense um i mean like every day yeah it's it's always beneficial to me i think of taking classes mm -hmm. you know like how people go to yoga yes. every day because they feel like it you know helps them um you know to take care of the body mm -hmm. like it focuses you know it focuses them and you know it's like a meditation for them like right i feel like taking class for me is is very similar mm -hmm. you know it helps me you know align my body it helps me understand you know what parts of myself are, are weak what right. things i need to strengthen what things i need to focus a little bit more mm -hmm. on so um you know when i may be going through something you know taking class is so therapeutic i see because you can't let those things overrun you you can't let those things distract you mm -hmm. from the goal and the goal is completing this class yeah the goal is turning out a little bit more right. the goal is getting my leg closer <laughs> to my forehead you yes know? yes but you can't be distracted by something that's external right you know you have to go inside you have to you know either figure it out or you know not push it aside because right. you don't want to like ever you know just brush your problems to the side yeah, they'll yeah. always resurface. They'll, oh, hell, hell, always twice as far twice <laughs> as high you know? right but it, it's definitely been incredibly therapeutic for mm -hmm. me i like to, I take my classes very personally. Yeah. You okay. Know, I, I set little goals for myself, like you do in life. You mm -hmm. know, by, you know, by this point, I want to be able to do this. But if not, you know, then at least I've done these three things. You Absolutely. know. So, the last ten years, I've, I feel like I've grown so very much because I also allowed myself to take time. Mm. Yes. To to learn how to use my body effectively, you know. And, and do all of these things like that's that's interesting because you know i feel like once you do step foot in a class it's like you do have to have a sense of self and a sense yeah. of just like you know this is what i'm focusing on I'm, I'm literally focused on focusing on myself and myself only Absolutely. for this hour 40 minutes whatever long, however long you know and it's i think it i for me i never realized how out of touch i was with myself until i began taking classes where like my mind is wandering everywhere i'm like in la la land and stuff like that but it's more like when you you can't you know what i mean because like you're gonna look crazy yeah and because <laughs> you're, you're asking your body to do to do the yeah you know basically perform you know do a, a, a it's a foreign language yeah you know yes. you have to activate parts of your body that most people don't think about they don't even know exist that don't, <laughs> it's you know, like, they don't know exist. you know so like so that's like it's it's a serious mind embody type of connection that you're you're focusing on so everything else nothing else can exist in that moment it's for real that's dope man so you know we're bringing it a little current now towards like current events you know unfortunately yeah the world that we're living <laughs> in right now with our president um Text you know <laughs> given like our like current like social and political climate right in america as a man of color right how do you think we can like utilize dance as a form of unity or as an outlet for 
our people to heal during this time. And like keeping in mind like this social stigma that we have as black male dancers or the, that you have as a black male dancer, I should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, let me set up straight for that. that like, for let me let you um, know. <laughs> well, I grew up dancing. Yeah, so let me let me say this first. Yeah. I grew up dancing at church. Uh huh. Um, and dance has always had an incredibly uh, spiritual. There's always been something incredibly spiritual about dancing mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in you know African culture and in so many other indigenous cultures and native cultures, dancing is an incredibly spiritual thing. Absolutely, and it is something that you know communities use to to heal one another, to right. celebrate, to to teach, to tell stories, to you know mm-hmm. to do all of these things. And I don't really think that there should be any separation from that then Mm -hmm. and how we use it now right um so as a choreographer Mm because i I create work too and i've Mm -hmm. been choreographing since you know i was dancing at my church actually so like as a choreographer i absolutely intend on using my art Mm -hmm. you know and my platform to bring about not just social change but you know a change of the mind you know yes. like we can't expect anything in our physical world to change unless we actually change our, our mindset yes. first, you know yes. we can want all of the riches in the world we can you know and have all these big houses and all of this stuff but if we can't lay the groundwork mm-hmm. by challenging ourselves to think differently how how is any of that stuff going to come to fruition how is how are we going to be able to manifest any of our long-term goals um so i hope to be able to create work that you know kind of challenges the way that we think a little bit about dance Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. about ballet um but also about how we see the world Um, nothing in this world is really black and white absolutely not you know do you do you ever think that that stigma of um male dancing specifically black male dancing in this community will like ever like kind of be alleviated or like yeah, go away I think you it think has so? to mm-hmm. I think it absolutely has to mm. um, because we you know we think so much about what gender roles <laughs> right. and you know what's right. masculine and mm-hmm. what's feminine but you know we're all created from both male and right. female right. so how how can we how can we really separate ourselves mm-hmm. and, and say that we are only one thing right. you know when our consciousness is dual some people say you right. know, there's both masculine consciousness and feminine you know so yes. like there has to be some type of balance in the world right. you know women can't dance by themselves all the time uh, nope. they need a partner sometimes, <laughs> you know what i mean Real. and the same thing like we have to support one another mm-hmm. that's why I, I i and i don't even know where that stigma came from right. like i have my own analogy because I, I feel like for me Whenever, whenever I look at performances like overseas and like Europe and like these different places, it's like men dancing. It, there's no stigma behind it, from what I understand. You because know what I'm saying? Just, it's just dancing. You see, yeah. like you, when you go to the club, you just stand there, right? You know what I'm saying? So I like first my analogies. I'm like somebody got hurt way, way back in the day because when they, they tried were bad. when because they, they were bad, and they just started this whole stigma about about dance. And like now, this it's just like tainted america and what they think male dancers are, are to look like yeah, maybe in in really in unfortunate it's right. so unfortunate that's just my that's like, my, my my theory people <laughs> so. are cutting themselves off of, like because i've seen some really really beautiful mm-hmm. 
male dancers right. and like it has touched me and it's made me think so much differently mm -hmm. about the world and what we're taught to believe yes. about masculinity yes. and you know like masculinity can't be all hard all the time mm -hmm. like other you can't be a brute your whole life <laughs> no. you know what i mean no. Yeah, there's so much. There's already so much destruction in the world now. Like, when are we ever going to learn empathy? Exactly. You know, when are when are we ever going to learn how to like really love one another it's and true. take care of the earth? You know, because if we, if we destroy it all now, we ain't gonna have we nothing. Ain't gonna have nothing <laughs> in fifty years. And it's so it's so interesting because and because I do think that gender roles, for say, is we're, we're we're entering a place in society where I do think that people, both men and women hetero homo whatever the case is they're beginning to question these gender roles for example right and even even for example like you know male males expressing like compassion and empathy and love because like for me like again me working in a school like i be i talk to the kids about like love i'm like oh like do you love her I'm like, where is that coming from? Do you like her? Do yeah. You, can you like? Something? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's okay. You to know, have emotions. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, it's it's fine. It's okay. I'm like, yo, I'm like, we in a closed room. It's okay. I'm like, I won't, I won't tell anybody. It's fine. <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, I think I do. I'm like, but it's just like where, like for me, I'm always curious. I'm like, this comes from somewhere. I feel like it, it's it's come from cultural. Like you yeah. know, as far as like you're you're a man, you're supposed to be tough. You're not supposed to show emotion. You're not and, supposed or to be soft. Si a sign this of weakness. Isn't any sign of weakness. Is that a sign of weakness? And things like that. To be empathetic. And it's just like, and then like for example, just to bring it back to us dancing, then like I showed them like a ballet clip, and they're like, "Yo, that dude jumping mad high." I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Like you know, this is what dancers do. You know." I'm like, "And I bet you can't jump that high." Yeah, it's physical. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like little stuff like that. Now they're interested. Now they want to see more. They want to yeah. see who this person. They you know stuff like that. So it's just like one exposure for me and two it's just like kind of having that person who has that mindset of like you know we have to begin to change the way that we are thinking just like you said you know yeah, in absolutely. order for change to happen physically we have to first start mentally you know so that's real man that's real man so where do you where do you see your life being like you know after dance what, what do you see yourself doing uh i definitely want to continue creating okay um i definitely think that there is a need show up now uh, we've done some you know great work by um, you know Francesca Harper mm -hmm. she's a mm -hmm. you know a dancer she worked for Dance Theater of Harlem uh, the Frankfurt Ballet and um, she, you know she came and set some work on us and, and it's really beautiful to be able to work with people who are so invested in their craft That's dope. and I want to be able to reach people and and touch people the way that you know working with her you know helped shape my career and helped sick, shape my life sick. over the last you know couple of years because everyone has a different pers different perspective mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and we can all teach each other something yes and if we limit ourselves to only one viewpoint and one 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 stance on a political issue or then we gonna have trump as president then <laughs> we gonna we, we, go, we gonna have trump as president <laughs> like we'll find ourselves i'm, I'm gonna throw situation. a whole plot twist in there that's yeah. what's gonna happen <laughs> so so for so um you know We've been talking for a minute now, you know, like as as we begin to conclude, you know, I'm just curious to know, would you like to what, what would 
what piece of advice would you provide listeners who are listening to this right now who are contemplating on turning something that they're passionate about like for example you know for you dance like into like a purpose into something that they are doing on a day-to-day basis that becomes their full like nine to five in a sense i i'll definitely say take your time Mm. first uh take your time don't rush into anything Mm -hmm. don't think that you have to have everything figured out all at once Mm. Um, because in truth no one in the world that we're living in has anything figured out (laughs) you know we're all improvising right Right. now we're all trying to make it work Mm -hmm. um take your time and you know don't be afraid to ask for advice don't be afraid to ask for help um you know and really invest in what whatever it is that you're doing is saying Mm -hmm. and how it's going to you know um advance us you know advance society or or you know push boundaries or or change something you know like we can all you know pick something and say i want to do this Mm -hmm. and then just end up maintaining the status quo Mm -hmm. you know just you know maintaining the world the way that it is now but Mm -hmm. if we we, you know really look with our eyes we'll see that everything is like we keep repeating the cycle you know people doing the same old thing over and over and over again so at some point you know we're gonna have to really start innovating and you can learn where you know you can find out what there is space for by going back and seeing what has already happened yes so make sure that you're like really being original and not just you know out here copying it yeah yeah that's true that's that's, it's easy to do that too it's easy to just copy other people and just Mm -hmm. do what somebody else is doing been doing and put your name on it Mm -hmm. like yeah i did this it's like no no, actually i think think (laughs) so what is the um a piece of advice that you've gotten that has like kind of been near and dear to you in like in your career thus far um recently yeah, recently I, I was, you know, dealing with some like, you know, personal stuff, and mm-hmm. somebody was just like, "Just stop, just stop, just like stop letting, you know, other people get in your head. Mm. Stop like worrying about what everybody else is doing." That's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> so like as a human being, that's when hard. When you care, you know, when you care, <laughs> yes. like when you honestly care yes. about people, and you honestly can really care about what you're mm-hmm. doing and what you're trying to say. Like, you know, other people's opinions is going to matter, but Absolutely. then again. Does it matter to the point where you're going to change what it is that you're doing? Mm. Does it matter so much that you're going to stop what it is that you're doing and try to like fix their opinion of you because they're going to think whatever it is that they're thinking, regardless, they're going to do whatever it is that they're doing. <laughs> you know, the same way that politics is playing out right mm-hmm. now. Like everybody has a choice. Right. Everybody has a vote. Everybody can do what they want to do with it. They can choose to use it, or mm-hmm. they can choose not to. It's going to happen regardless of whether you you know play your hand or not so i I had to learn i've that was 2017's lesson okay that's what's up that's what's up that's 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 a good lesson and i I needed that lesson too i mean because like for me i'm a very selfish person i'm always i I always need to be in tune with like my surroundings and what people are assuming or thinking of me and that's something that i'm working on for 2018 yeah because i can't be dealing with that you know because it it provides social anxiety so it's a whole a whole like plethora like yes right but you know, as as we you know wrap up, I'm just curious to know, Mike. You know, I had you in the hot seat for a whole hour at this point. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, <laughs> do you have any questions for me or anything like that that you would like to know about me before we close out? 
where do you see this going in the next couple of years? Like, what's your, what's your long-term goal for this, for this podcast? My long-term goal for this podcast? You know, I always, so when I first started this, I'm like, yo, Montel Williams and Steve Harvey ain't gonna be around forever. No. And like, I, 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 I think I can do it. I think I can. You know, I know I can. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like, you know, again, like I tell people, this is the, the, the baby, the birth of this, but like, I, I have to remain consistent. And you know, this I enjoy doing this. And yeah. it's something that I haven't found joy in, aside from dance, you know, when I, when I stopped, like where it's just like, I look forward to doing it. I look forward to networking with people, meeting mm -hmm. people, kind of like highlighting these people, you know what I'm saying? And cause again, for me being so selfless, I would, I would prefer to sit and talk about somebody else and what they're doing before I would talk about myself. You know what I'm saying? And I think, we need to do more of that, especially in this new generation of like, you know, young artists and just young entrepreneurs, whoever it is, whoever, you know, whoever's doing something that they're passionate of doing, we need to hear from them and need to figure out how they're able to maintain because so many people are passionate about things, but we don't, we don't move forward with it. Mm -hmm. And for what reason? And I feel like finding out your reason will be finding, speaking to a guest, speaking to you, figuring out what that reason is, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my little, my little blurb. Montel Williams and Steve Harvey <laughs> inspired me. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> so, yeah. So again, before we wrap up, please, I mean, how can people find you on social media? What like do you have anything coming up in the near future as far as performances? What's up? Um, Talk to me. Right now, I'm on a break. Uh, mm -hmm. We go back into rehearsals uh, in January. Mm -hmm. uh, the company will be getting ready to go back out on tour, but cool. they can find me on Instagram. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, if you want, um, okay. at Devon W. Doan. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can probably. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I thought y'all, y'all, gonna find each other. <laughs> I got you. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm focused on. I'm gonna be creating some more stuff soon. Dope. You know, hopefully within the next couple, you know, year or so, I'll, I'll you know, be doing some other things. Sick, so, yeah. sick. That's dope, man. Again, Devon, thank you so much for kind of trooping it out here and just kicking it with me for a little bit, man, talking about the things that you've gone through, your experiences, and I'm definitely excited to see where you continue to go, man. I Thanks appreciate for it, having man. me. I appreciate thank you. It. Yo, y'all, it's been another episode of What Up, Wayne? Another one in the book, y'all. Peace.